0: Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I am your host. Thank you for being here. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for another Soul Driven Interview. These interviews are with people from all walks of life who have discovered their true purpose and are living it out every day. Today I'm excited to introduce you to Colin Harris, an energy healer, Akashic Record reader, and spiritual badass. I'm honored to have Colin on the podcast today. He's someone I admire for his great love of people and helping others, and his incredible gifts of insight and healing. I've had the pleasure of working with him and would highly recommend it to anyone seeking truth, direction, or healing in their life. Welcome to the show, Colin
1: hi i'm happy to be on
0: (laughs) it's so fun to have you um so i actually just worked uh with colin last weekend and so this was really cool how this worked out having him on the podcast so quickly we both agree it was kind of one of those divine things
1: super divine yeah that everything just magically flowed together this week
0: it was meant to be okay so let's jump in we have so much to talk about today and of course, so much to geek out about here. So um, just a quick reminder for folks, if you are watching or if you're listening to this on audio, you can also watch the video on YouTube and that link will be in the show notes. All right, so first question, what makes you Soul Driven?
1: You know, I heard other episodes where they asked that you asked that question and I've been thinking about that a lot. Uh, what makes me soul driven is just that I want my soul to drive my life. So I'm constantly checking to see like who's driving the car of my life. Is it my mind? You know, is it my body or is it my soul? And I really, really try to just live from the soul.
0: That's a great answer. My follow up question is how can you tell the difference?
1: Uh, when I live at the soul level, I have no problems. Uh, when I'm living in ego and mind, you know, like things just seem like they're coming at you all the time, right? Um, and how that feels in my life is just like, it's not that there isn't problems, but when I'm living that soul-filled life, it's like those problems like aren't big, they're surmountable and it just feels really heart-centered.
0: So it's one of those in the flow type feelings, is that correct? Definitely. I get in those every so often and and i'm it's my happy space (laughs) um but my okay so next question piggybacking on off the top of that one of the things that i really love um, about like feeling into my body is how much i feel connected with my soul so then what's the difference between like living from your soul or living from your body
1: so like I would rather live in my body than live in my mind that's for sure but I guess the difference would be is there's like less primal urges you know like when we're really living in our body you know like food is like really you know intense and like pleasure and these things not saying you can't have those things when you're living in a soul filled life or when you're at the soul but really like you can feel the difference you know when you're just like oh I'm gonna just crush this ice cream and this would be amazing and you know,
0: <laughs> says the uh, what is it? Are you your double Taurus and Virgo moon?
1: Is that yeah, right? I believe that's, yeah, I believe that's what it is.
0: <laughs> so, Taurans love food for those who don't know.
1: It's... I love food,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. And I'm not a Taurus. Um, awesome. So, great. Yeah, interesting answer. I think it's um differentiating between those is still something i'm i'm really figuring out but it it makes sense i mean my mind's going 24 7 and then my body is definitely thinking like it was this morning about ice cream for breakfast
1: (laughs) yeah it's super interesting and like when you're at that soul place you're like oh like the salad just feels so much better you know like uh (laughs) that's 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 my biggest tip-off you know just like oh no like who's driving the car is it yeah. the mind the mind likes to take over a lot from everybody really yeah <laughs> a,
0: little, a little bit too easy especially in in the, the western culture
1: yes definitely the western culture as a whole we like well that's what we're taught from me. You know? young age, right? Get out of the heart, you know, get into the mind, get in the get stuff done, you know, like, why is it happening now? I want things now, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Want things now. I mean, like, we've got drive through everything. You know, I I think uh, the world kind of cracked in half when Amazon's Prime Day two day delivery wasn't happening (laughs) earlier this year in the midst of the the pandemic lockdown. All my friends were like, Oh, my gosh, I've realized like how excessive I am because I can't handle the fact my packages are taking longer than two days.
1: (laughs) Well, in in Canada, like I just assume things are going to take multiple days. I don't have same day (laughs) delivery.
0: Well, yeah, I, we don't have it here either, but two days, you know, get used to it. I won't lie. (laughs) I was definitely there. Um, Okay, so let's jump into story and uh, something I love doing in regards to setting the stage of my interviews is talking about people's backgrounds because they're so fascinating to me. So I'd love to kind of start with like where you're from and where you grew up. You just talked about Canada. So we know that you're nice, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, eh? (laughs) Um, Well, I grew up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada um the prairies short drive to the mountains um it's cold (laughs) but we get the beautiful season so I I love where I live and I don't know if I'd change where I live
0: yeah Canada's gorgeous are are the photos on your website from close to where you live
1: uh some of the photos yes it's like about a two-hour drive and then it's like magic mountains as I call them my happy place yeah but I've thought about moving closer but Honestly, like it's nice, like if you're next to them all the time, sometimes you like appreciate things less versus like if I have to take a drive there, it's like, Oh yeah, like I'm in the mountains, you know, and it's really like grounding for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love the mountains. I grew up in the mountains and that's like it's where my heart is and um it's where I'm moving back to because I just I need them. The older I've gotten, the more I need to return to that. So, um, share more about your childhood with uh, with us before the call we were kind of chatting out briefly and I found out that energy work is something in your family which was such a cool surprise so I'd love to hear more about your background in general
1: uh yeah so I was I, I was raised Catholic um and then like I'd say I was probably about seven years old and my dad really got into like therapeutic touch which is kind of like Reiki. Um, and so I got exposed at a really young age to like energy healing and, you know, talking to spirits and, um, like watching healings happen. And my dad like had all these cool tricks where you like bent the spoon and stuff. Right. Uh, so at a, at a young age, I was exposed to that. And then unfortunately, like, I don't know where my dad just like stopped, you know, and he still hasn't quite told me. I think he had a couple scary experiences, you know, like when you start doing spiritual work and then you, uh um you know sometimes dark things within ourselves come up and then so my dad stopped um so then obviously that that experience like it was just like the most perfect little like sprinkle from spirit to get to me where I am today
0: interesting so he okay you I feel like you said a lot of things in that little (laughs) little bit so first of all he was bending spoons like the matrix
1: yeah not with his mind but like if you if anybody can try this if you google spending spoon but you focus your energy on one point so you hold the spoon in your hand right and then you just like focus on that point and you don't have to put any muscle into it and you can just like he could wind a spoon up and so it would just be like the handle and it would all be and then the big spoon end. and it was pretty cool to watch seriously yeah like real life magic and like I and then like I would try it and you, I couldn't try it I seen him do it with like rebar and stuff it's he was super good at it.
0: Wow. That's pretty incredible. How old were you when this happened or like age range?
1: Yeah. Like between like seven and 11, I'd say.
0: Okay. So then that, that was like a part of your initial foundation.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like when I look back on that, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like that. Like I didn't realize it until I really got into it. And it's like, oh, like when I found out, like you pick your parents and stuff. And I like think back to that. And I'm like, oh yeah, like that, that was spirit definitely being like, oh, here's like some magic just to keep my mind open to it for further down the road.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, getting to see magic like that at such a young age, is it's pretty incredible. <laughs> did you tell any of your friends about it?
1: Um, I don't remember. I don't think I did um it was kind of like my dad was kind of like private about it right because you know like the old mentality um it's just like you didn't talk about like spiritual stuff you know 20 years ago yeah Uh,
0: well especially not i would think anything outside of the you know norm especially if you're raised catholic was there any kind of um conflict or friction
1: no because like Uh, So my mom and dad were separated. So like I'd go to my dad's house on the weekend. Right. And then like when I was at my mom's house, uh, you know, I think I went to right around that time is when I kind of stopped going to church. I mean, I was always in Canada. We have Catholic school and I was always in Catholic school. Uh, But like, I didn't see a difference, you know, like now older, I can look at like, Oh, like I can see why, like, you know, the different views and stuff, but like, it was just all spirit and God to me at once, you know?
0: I love that. So okay, you had this pretty incredible, we need to have your dad on the show to find out what happened. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so then did you stick with the spiritual edge in your life or or how did no. that flow into your life? What was next yeah. for you? Uh,
1: so like I'd say the next phase of my life was like I went super atheist and like super scientific and like god doesn't exist you know um and then i'd say in my like my mid-20s i like i started to be like real curious about god because like there was just things like you know coincidences that you always see you know and like though they were happening to me and i like i had this urge like within my heart to like find god um like something just clicked and it was like oh like no, there's definitely a God, you know, there's too many things in life that are like, wow. And I believed in miracles and stuff. And then I realized like, oh, hey, like, there's more to life. You know, there's more that I can't see. And then that that started my that started my search.
0: So who is God to you? Or what kind of a God were you searching for?
1: I didn't know. Um, To be honest with you, like, I like think back and like, the types of churches that I was enjoying at that time were definitely like ones with filled with like a lot of love, you know, like if I went into like uh like one church and I didn't feel like love, like, Oh, like that's not for me. You know, like, so a lot of, ca- I went into a bunch of them and I was like, no, this isn't me. And then I went to like into a church and they were like, uh, they were a Christian church and they're like singing and they had like a band. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is better. non-denominational
0: like, is- probably.
1: Yeah. And so like, was like okay like this is what i like and then i went to that for you know about a year and then but again it just it felt like there's something more you know
0: yeah absolutely i went through a stage in my own life um when i left home actually no i think i might have been in high school i can't remember where i was trying out a lot of different types of churches because i was really curious and i went to a lutheran church um and these girls got up to sing and they were beat, like it was amazing. And when it was over, like I started clapping, like no one else was clapping. And the woman next to me was like, <laughs> we don't do that here. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I got up and left, because I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't, I grew up in non-denominational churches where the music was amazing and it was very spirit filled and like, I mean, women would like be dancing in the corners. So I didn't understand this, like, no, 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 you can't celebrate, you know, this beautiful song or whatever the case it may be. Um, And, you know, do your own thing, but that was not mine. (laughs) I Wasn't gonna be sticking around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. You know what I've learned now on my path that like wherever people are at, whatever church they're in, whatever religion they're in, that it's perfect for them. Mm-hmm. And it just, and it, it makes me happy that they have God in their life
0: Yeah, absolutely. Or
1: spirit, whatever you want to call it. But it makes me so happy just to know that like, oh, there's part of them that is connected to the divine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I know you and I have talked briefly about this in the past, but for me, it's always, you know, arguing or, or, or even getting into any debate about whether my god versus your god or whatever the case may be it was never something i had any interest in participating in because who could i ever say is right or wrong for somebody else the only person i can do that for is myself and um but that was you know that was there was always some conflict there um so something that uh that i kind of mentioned about you in the beginning of this interview is Um, just what an enormous heart that you have. And you love people. Like you love Um, people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love people. I have a big heart for sure.
0: So, like, has that always been the case for you?
1: Um, yeah, I like I look back to my childhood and stuff and like um like I was always a happy person, you know, like I just always had love. Um, it's definitely got more and more intense, especially once I started getting to like spirituality, um, and I started meditating. Uh, And like going into my heart and just feeling that like power that the heart has. Um, For me, like nothing gives me more joy than just dropping into my heart and seeing the world, you know, because it's just so pure and so, just so loving.
0: Yeah. So how does that, um, how does that translate to, you know, I think... (laughs) I think like as kids, right, we all kind of start out in this world with a huge heart. But yes. of course, life just kind of, you know, we, we we build one wall, we build another wall, and then by the time we get into our adult years, like we've got all of these thick iron walls around our heart. Um so I'm curious to know like if if it's difficult for you, especially like maybe when you were younger, like, did you get taken advantage of a lot for having such a big heart? Um, was it easy for you to keep that open?
1: Um, I would know, like definitely when I think about the heart and like, I think about my life and like, it is easier to be manipulated for sure. Um, it's easy to be misunderstood. Um, and it's easy to get hurt because when you love so deep and so much all the time, you know, um, I didn't have like the other balances to match that heart, you know. So, like, yeah, growing up, like little things could really hurt me. I'm like, oh, like, you know, little sad moments, you know, breakups I took pretty hard, you know, because like I just loved everybody. Yeah. Um, learning boundaries, that was a big thing with the big heart, right? Because you just like, you just love everybody. Um, And that's like a big lesson for me is boundaries. And uh, it's interesting how people receive love, you know? And so I just try to like live in my heart, live in my soul and just like exude that love and whoever can accept it, then I'm there for them. And if they can't accept it, I'm still there for them, you know? Uh, That's something that in the last little while I really had to learn actually is that like I just had so much love for people and I could like hear and see these things that they needed And like, I would just try to like shove my love down their throat. Right. (laughs) Like, no, like I feel you're in the darkness. Like there's a way out. Like, let's go down together. Let's go to the bottom of the emotional pit. Like, and then we'll climb out and you're going to be so happy. Right. And then I learned like, Oh, like not everybody's quite ready for that yet. You know, and some people are happy where they're at. And so like, almost like instead of trying to like, just be a lighthouse, you know, and just like walk around. And then people that aren't ready for that, they're going to be kind of steered away. And the people that are ready for that are going to, you know, try to come on in. Yeah. Well,
0: I could definitely I could definitely see how it's um, uh, intimidating in, in multiple ways. You know, it's like the uh, I know, probably all of us, maybe not you, but you know, the ultra nice person, you're like, whoa, well, are you okay? What do you want? What's going on? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Like, you know, because it's just not we don't have a lot of people walking around with their heart open towards us, certainly not with good intentions. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So a lot of people think it's like fake, right? Like, yeah. oh, like you can't be that happy. You're like, oh, you can't, you know, just love everybody the way I do. Right. But I mean, there are lots of view me however they want to view me. And, you know, that's not who I am.
0: Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think we need more of it. That's for sure. Um... So let's talk about, let's talk about your spiritual awakening. When did that happen for you? So you, again, you were kind of mentioning a little bit before the show, like in your twenties, you started partying a lot. And then I did. When did your spiritual awakening kind of happen for you?
1: um, You know, it's funny. I have a a good story for you in a second. Um, I'd say like, obviously the spiritual awakening happens your whole life, right? Like, I was like thinking back and, and I was like, Oh, Um, and I didn't realize what was happening at the time, but I remember like, just like, I started not to want to drink as much. And, you know, like I started to look, look within myself more. And then um, my first spiritual experience that I can really think about was um, I was in Vancouver and uh, I had eaten an edible, like a uh yeah so I ate it at edible and we were like at this like little tiny bar and um this singer gets up and I had this like big fancy gold watch on and it was my first clear audio experience ever and I heard in my head like you need to give that watch to him you know and it was clear as day it was like and then I was like what, why and so I and the spirit gave me a very specific message you like tell him that he's like winning at life and like he may never get to do his music like full time and stuff, but like each moment that he gets to do it to like cherish it. And I gave him my like expensive gold watch. Um, so that was my first like Claire audio experience. And then I'd say the next big jump is like, um, I met a girl and she, like, I'd never felt energy like that before. Whew, you know, like, and at this time I was like learning like what an empath is. And like, I had a couple experiences like like, hey, do you feel emotions? Like, do you feel other people's emotions? People are like, what? You're nuts, right? Like, like no, like, like, you just know how they're feeling. And everybody, like, I'm a mechanic. And everybody's like, you're crazy. Um, so it's like these little things. And then feeling, like, shockwaves through my whole body. I was like, whoa, you know, like, that really, like, kicked it up a notch. And I was like, well, there is something here. I'm like, what do I do? And, like, how do I find out more? So just like everybody, you know, I'm on Google. Like, what's an empath? You know, you know, like, um, and then like, once you realize you're an empath and then you're like, you don't realize how to control your gift. You don't realize, you know, you're just like, some days you're just really sad. And you're like, why am I sad? Um, and so like, it was the desire to like, to be, feel better, to like control my gift that really like led me down the path I'm on now.
0: I love that. I mean, you're very, you're very true. Like you're very correct when you say we're on an awakening path our whole life. Um, So is Claire audience. Okay. So for the folks who don't know what Claire audience is, you want to explain that for us? Uh,
1: So just like hearing um, is the best way I can put it. You know, like it's like, when it happens, it's like you clearly hear something, like me and you are just talking right now and you hear a voice. It doesn't necessarily come from your ear. It like almost comes inside your head. Um, and I wish that it happened more, but it doesn't. Not for me. <laughs> I only get it once in a while. Um, and I know that's planned that way.
0: And then clear sentience is also a big part of that. No, because feeling is such a huge huge yeah. gift of yours
1: yeah so like feeling other people's feelings emotions the that is a huge gift of mine and the more that I like went into my own heart you know the more I was able to feel the nuances of how people are feeling uh what I've realized is is that sometimes I'm not even feeling what they're feeling in the moment like it's like I get to feel like what they're feeling at a soul level you know like um sometimes I feel people and they're sad and I'm like oh you're, the, you're I like are you sad? And they'll be like, no. And then I like, I can, I know that it's like their core, like when they're home alone, that that's when they're sad. So in the moment they could be happy, but I f- I really get to feel that like, what are they feeling? What is their like little child feeling, you know?
0: Interesting. And so what is, um, in your opinion anyway, like what is the difference between an empath and having clear sentience, or is there one?
1: I mean, you can, like with all the clairs, you can call it like whatever you want, you know, you could put a title to it, but like some people get to feel, you know, some people get to hear, some people get to see, some people have this like inner knowing within their mind, you know? Um, And like, it's also a way like that's your perception of what's happening. Right. So I could say that I'm like, I'm feeling you. But like lots of people are just feeling themselves and they're just like such a sponge that they're like talking to somebody like, I feel sad. Like that means you're sad, but they don't know that, right? So perception is everything. So like whatever you're feeling, however you want to describe it is perfect, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. All the the Claire's, <laughs> all the Claire's. <laughs> I like the just seeing, hearing, feeling. Of, way of describing a little bit better. I feel like it's more inclusive to just kind of everyone in regards to having to explain it. Um, So when did you actually start practicing spiritual work?
1: So I'd say it was about um, a few months after I started dating that girl. um, Like I was like, I want to know more. And then I like had a Reiki session. And then I like, uh, she's like, she's like, Oh, you're really gifted. And I was like, what? what does that mean? Right? Like, I don't think I'm that gifted. Right. And then I, I started taking like a Reiki course, but she, (laughs) I can't, what was the name of it? It was like the empath series is what she called it. And I like loved all the things she taught in that course. You know, she really taught me how to like expand my abilities. So like the first day was usually like just, you know, information about energy. and, And then the second day would have been like the Reiki day, you know? And diving into that over the course of, you know, half a year to a year, really helped like expand those gifts and then start practicing things like, just like basic Reiki, you know, feeling energy and knowing what's mine and knowing what's yours, you know, and it's not necessarily like a practice that I had a table, but definitely like out in the world, like Oh my God, like, I'm so sad. Or, Oh, my back hurts so much. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like my back doesn't hurt. Right. And it wasn't until like go to Reiki and then it's gone. And I'm like, well, oh, that wasn't mine, you know? Uh, and some people listening might be low. Oh, that's crazy. But like, that's okay. It's that daily practice of like, what's mine, what's everybody else's, especially as an empath, that like that line is what, what's mine and what everybody else's. And, you know, I could feel sadness and it could be 10% mine. And, you know, 90% somebody else's but then I bring all that energy in and I'm just like blah, blah, blah right um so I did that for a while and then I had a chance um play the top of the course was like would you like to um, start doing sessions and I said like okay you know and so then I just started working you know one day a week a couple hours and just like anybody that wanted a Reiki session you know I would just okay and then I just I practiced and I felt it and got me closer to where I'm at today.
0: So when did you, um, where on this journey did you find your guru?
1: Oh, great question. Um, (laughs) that, that, that was actually like the first Reiki session I had that I received. She handed me a CD and she's like. I think you'll like the CD. She's like, just sit down and listen to it and like meditate. And I was like, okay, like I had no idea. So I just like, I put in the CD and back when CDs were cool. And all of a sudden I hear this like, oh, and I was like, whoa. And I just like felt all these vibrations in my body. And then like, you know, I never heard a shri before. And then like a bunch of words um, that I had no idea even what it meant, but I just knew that I loved it in that moment, it just like it finally, in that moment, it felt like I found home. It felt like I had found what I've been searching for my whole life was there for me to explore. And that inner knowing that feeling just it awakened my soul, you know, and within months of me doing meditation, and so I started doing it every day. Uh, for 30 minutes a day and I was chanting I didn't know if I was saying it right but I like put in my headphones and I'd like you know talk to the lady who taught me everything and I was like oh I had this experience she's like okay keep going keep going (laughs) and um, it just it just it just felt like home and um, I loved the chant I loved everything about it and that led me to go to India um, you know to meet him in person Uh, well he kind of sits on a stage but (laughs) And then when you're there and you meet all these other super heart centered people and it's just like ah like you know I've never been I've never been in a place that had so much love, um, and every single person by the end of the retreat just like they're just bursting with love and it's really awesome.
0: So what I think is really interesting about your story so much is um, this whole like like juxtaposition between like we didn't establish this, but like your work is like a master automotive service technician during the day and then like master healer by night. Um, so after you left India, right. And came back to Canada. Um, what was that like kind of fitting back into, to regular life, I guess. And did you, did you start at that point, uh, working with clients like one-on-one?
1: Uh, so I have been working with clients one-on-one before I went to India. Um, but like what India did was teach me how to meditate properly. Um, but definitely like as an automotive service technician, um, they were more open-minded once I started to open up, but that was a lot of fear I had. Oh man. To tell everybody at work, like, Hey, like I do Reiki, you know, like, Hey, um, and then like, Hey, I'm going to India to meet a guru. Like, Oh yeah. Some of the guys gave me a hard time about that. You know, the thing that I'm crazy and, um, you know, they're allowed to have whatever views they want. But what surprised me is, is that more of them were, again, it's like just being a lighthouse and like the people that like wanted to be around me and ask questions like did. And then people that didn't just went away and that's okay. Um, and like, it's real interesting who comes closer. And I could see. um, So when I came back from India, it was like my torch was burning so bright. And this makes me so happy. I could feel coming back. And then I was talking to my one friend. And he's very Christian. And he hadn't been, you know, doing a lot of Christian things. And after talking to me a little bit, he fired right back up, started going to church on Sunday, started reading the Bible every day. And we had many great discussions. And it just like, in that moment, I saw that like the light came to me and then I lit somebody else up, even though he didn't come the path I am, but it lit that fire within him. And that made me like so happy. And that was like a very unique experience that I got to experience in a mechanic shop, you know, uh, watching people come back to God.
0: I love that. Um, So I'm not really well, I'm I'm not a person who has idols or heroes or whatever. But like, as a kid, I loved Mother Teresa. She was like, I loved her. Um, But one of her one of her one of the things that she said that I always so respected um, was like, uh, the highest, you know, my only job is to connect people with god and so if a buddhist comes to me my my you know the greatest thing that i can do is help them be the best buddhist that they can be if a muslim comes to me the greatest thing i can do is help them be the best muslim that you know um i just and i always so loved and respected that because this whole idea of like needing to convert everyone to like what you believe i think it's just so short-sighted, you know? We all have our own path. And um, and I, I really love when people are able to, to, like you said, just be that light to whatever path that someone is walking, you know, versus, no, 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 come to my path. <laughs> do this thing with me, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do love it, yes. And I do think that part of it, cause I was, I was challenging his beliefs with the things I was saying, you know? And like, maybe at first he like, went to it to do whatever, like maybe prove me wrong, doesn't matter. He just dove back into Christianity and that, yeah, that's feeling, it just makes me so happy.
0: So how did you find the Akashic records?
1: Oh, the Akashic records. Um, <laughs> so after about four years, uh, the girl that I was seeing, we broke up and it crushed me. Um whew. I went to the darkest place I could, like, I was not in a good place. And I just like happened to have like an Akashic record reading by somebody. Um, This lovely, I was an online session, a lovely lady in Calgary. And like, she was like, you know, you can read the records. And I was like, yeah, like I'm in here. I kind of hear stuff, right? Like I kind of feel things. Um, And like, I could always feel an inner knowing. And she's like, well, there's a course coming up. And I was like, okay like, I'll try it. And I like, I just booked a course and like, like most, um, spiritual events, you know, there was a bunch of like old lady, old ladies. And then like me, right. And everybody's (laughs) kind of like looking at me like, what's this guy doing here? (laughs) Um, and it was like right then that like, and it was like a pretty intensive workshop and it but it was then that I was like, whoa, like this is, there's something here, you know, like this is so much different than any anything else I've experienced so far, like there's so much information there. And I was just, I was just instantly, I don't want to say good. It just like, it felt very natural to me. That's a better word. It felt very natural to me. And I was able to like, you know, get messages. And well, the biggest thing I heard was this like, just say it, even though you might not understand what I'm saying. And I had an experience where like, they're like, all they told me the girl sitting in front of me to practice. And all I heard was like blue. And I was like, and I was trying to get more. And I was like, all I'm hearing is blue. And she just like started crying, you know, like related. Uh, I believe it was her mother. Um, but like, it meant so much to her. And then in that moment I was like, okay, like while I'm in the records, like anything I get, it's not for me. And just to speak it.
0: All right. So before we kind of like continue diving into the Akashic records, cause I really want to geek out on this with you, but I would love for you to share your definition of the Akashic Records with our audience.
1: Oh, I have like a six long minute audio. I mean, YouTube video about this, but.
0: (laughs) I have like a 20 minute uh, podcast that I just released a bonus. But one of the things that I really find interesting in regards to the Akashic Records, because I know quite a few readers now is just hearing everyone's definition of it, right? Because we all kind of experience it a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. Okay. So like the definition that I go by is the Akashic records itself. It is just like, it's almost like another dimension. It's just a vibration that's all around us and you just need to open up to that vibration. And then within that vibration is like everything. It's almost like data streams going across and you can just like reach in and pick the right one, you know? Um, that's how it feels to me. It's, it's just, it's everywhere, you know? Um, And it's like right here. And then when you tap into it, it's like, whoa, it's like, feels like a whole dimension. Um, If I was to explain it to somebody else, I would say it's more like, you know, uh, there's a library and you have a book. That's a, that's a good one. The other real one I enjoy talking about is uh, if you think of like the Akashic Records, like the internet, you know, and you have a computer in front of you and anybody can access that computer, right? And you're like, do, do, do. And like, some people are running on dial-up and they have trouble getting information. And some people have like super fast internet speed. And that's probably why you would go see an Akashic Record reader is because they've taken the time to really build that connection, build that bridge um, to the internet, right? So when you come see, you know, you're used to getting dial-up and now you're getting full-blown um, a virtual reality experience, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when you first um, started going into the records, you were in a course. Um, did you like jump right out and start reading for people or kind of what was your path, right?
1: Yeah, so after I learned how to read the Akasha records, so one of the things that they teach is you like, okay, for 30 days, you need to do X amount of readings um, for free and to like go out and do that. And so I... I started asking all my friends, anybody I knew. Um, but more importantly than that on days and like, it was exhausting cause you're, it's like a muscle. It's like a bicep, that connection. It takes a while to build and I'm happy. So I had to do 16 and um, every time they got longer and longer. My first one was like 10 minutes, you know? And like my 16th one was like just over an hour. Um, and within that is i at the beginning like probably the first six months i went into my own records quite often and sometimes i would just like open the records and just like tell my story you know to get healing not even trying to get information and then like close the records but again just like building that connection um and then i i started really cheap like it was like 10 bucks or like whatever you can give me like you know it's okay like five bucks like just give it with love right um and like i really wanted them to like not be like, Oh, I have to give this much. It's like, no, I can, I, this feels really good. Um, and then I did it by donation for a while. And then I probably say I, did, I don't even know how many readings I did. I, I did quite a lot. And then I started like, okay, like, let me try like people I don't know. And like I made a website and I started offering it instead of a Reiki service, you can get an Akashic record reading. And there was like right at the beginning, there was just like a flood of people that came in and I know that was spirit, just like, this is what you should be doing. And they just, boom. And it was like every weekend I had so many clients. Um, so that, that's how I got to where I'm at now, you know? And like, while you're in the records, you learn so much every time, you know, like one time you'll hear Like I do all kinds of healing in the records and I would just hear it. And I'm like, no, no, like, I can't be telling them that, Like, no, like spirits, like, and then the, I would just like spit it out. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like taking journeys, Um, you know, healing little, your little kid, um, that's another, sorry, you go.
0: You're fine. No, um, just to clarify. So when you're in the records, you're talking about how like spirit guides you to heal in different ways. Is that correct? And so you were following how, how you were, you know, being led while in the records.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yeah. Um, it always happened in the records and they'd always, you know, use this modality that you learned outside within the records and I was like I don't know if I could do that I don't know if I'm allowed to but I just trusted it and like all of a sudden there's like amazing results you know I would like to clarify something that like when I read the records and every reader's like reads records differently but I really enjoy I really try to stay heart-centered you know like within the heart right Um, if people don't know you get information, you know, in your third eye through the top of your head, I get it also in the back of my head. I get all this information coming in. And if my mind's trying to like decode that, it's like, it's only decoding like two lines of information, maybe three. If I stay in my heart while in the records, it's like, I get so much more information. And then when it comes from my heart and I can really feel it, it's like, oh, I know that's what I'm supposed to say to people. And that's, I think that's what maybe differs me from other people is like, I want to help you heal. You know, like that is the reason why I go in the records. It's to help people heal versus there's other records. Like, and I can answer yes or no questions and stuff like that. But like, I I find that the guides that when they come to me and somebody comes to me and they just want like a, like, is this my future husband? I always find like, the guides really like start asking questions. Like, well, why do you feel that? Why do you need to know that? Right? Like, and that's just the way they work with me
0: yeah so in regards to the process, then too, um so because my next question was going to be like, when did you start healing within the record? So this is just something that started naturally happening while you were learning to read
1: uh yeah, so I'd say the first time it was near the because I at one point I took a course called the Universal Sphere, and it's basically like an energy ball, and like spirit was just like one of those and I was like okay and I just like and they're like get them to close their eyes like get them to build a like a ball of love and like you know so I was like okay like and like this is happening real time and I don't remember my readings but I always remember if there's like a new thing that they get me to do and so I was like okay like I don't know if this is right but like I'm gonna try it and then afterwards I was like oh yeah like then I'd go in my own records and like yes you can like do that like you were guided to do that you know because like for any people that are, like, starting to read the records, like, trusting yourself is, like, probably the biggest hurdle that I've seen readers face big time. It's, like, trusting the information you're getting um, and trusting yourself to just, like, do it.
0: I would say that that's, like, probably the number one hurdle across any sort of spiritual healing modality anything you know (laughs) yes we 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 aren't taught to trust ourselves you know and we certainly aren't taught to trust our intuition um i remember a friend of mine his uh his son um had told his dad like uh yeah the you know the the head band guy is really strange you know at my school and his you know uh, my friend was like no don't say that because he's just you know little bit different you know don't do that it turned out this guy was like like abusing these young girls you know and his son totally had like the intuition to be like something is not straight with this guy but of course you know the parents like no 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 don't do that and that's you know no no bad on him by any means i think that that happens just i mean naturally right because his parents i'm sure did the same but like through life we're not taught to to flex these muscles we're certainly not taught to trust ourselves so when it comes to adding in the magic it's kind of like wait a minute did i really hear that <laughs> did i see that is that real
1: <laughs> how could those I are possi- not easy things yeah how can i possibly know that you know that those are all yeah with children it's interesting you're talking about a child so when i think about children like their hearts already open you know and like at a certain age, you know, like we start to lose that. But like, oh, you gotta really listen to kids, man. They're they're Super something wise.
0: else. So wise, yeah. yeah. So wise. When my when my uh, first nephew was born, I remember just like looking at him and the way he would look at me, and it was just like he he. You your soul. Yeah. I
1: feel. I can feel it right now. Yeah. He like when he looks at you, he just looks right at your soul. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he would. <laughs> Um, I can't remember what my father called him, uh, but it was, it was definitely, I mean, like he, he's just, yeah, you could tell when he would look at you, it was like, see right through you. Um, I love that about kids actually, just being around them and like seeing, seeing the world, how they see, you know, or like the little babies who are like, obviously looking at angels around you or, you know, like,
1: (laughs) Those things oh, yeah. always trip me out. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so because I've worked with you, I know that when you go in the records, kind of how you work is, you know, your guides give you this message, you write it down and then you yeah. share it. How did you learn that process for yourself?
1: Um, so it was like a suggestion of like, you need to take a minute when you get in the records and like really start to connect. And for whatever reason, um, my best way to start to connect is to start like automatic writing, you know, and it was like how they taught us in class, you know, like just write one word and then see what. So like I would always, I would just like write the person's name and then it would just all of a sudden start flowing. And then by the end of their message, depending on the person, then I feel like I'm really in that flow. Right. And then we go back and I read him that. And then I get to like, you know, just read the words and yeah, I can, all of a sudden feeling starts coming out. And it's like, I'm now talking to the person on multiple levels, you know, that maybe they've not experienced before. And once I'm in that flow state, then it just, it just keeps coming, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I was taught, um, you know, it was very much about like going the records because you've, like you're saying, you got to like really start moving that energy. Um, and I was taught to just kind of start describing it, but I know that like, depending upon what our gifts are, you know, whether we're seeing or hearing, knowing whatever the case may be, that trying to move in accordance with that gift on the onset is a really powerful way to get things moving.
1: Um, yeah. And sometimes when I'm writing like at the beginning, it's, I'm just seeing a picture you know, and like, that's part of like learning the spiritual gifts. It's like, it's not like they're talking in my ear um, all the time, you know, like new readers have to realize, like we want it to just like be, you know, a guide talking in our ear. Like I want that. Um, But that's generally not how it comes to me. You know, sometimes it's an inner knowing, sometimes it triggers a memory. Sometimes they show me an image and then I have to like talk about that image. Uh, Sometimes it's a feeling, you know, and uh, it's so interesting when you start to like, you, cause there's so many ways information can come to you. And I find that depending on the person, how you can best help them, that's the way. So like somebody be real visual, like I got a lot of pictures, you know, um, somebody that likes writing and like journals lots like i one one client almost the whole session was just like me writing i was like i have to stop because i can just tell them this like directly (laughs) Um, you know but that's just like the way that they really connected Uh, and then some people it's feelings like oh how are you feeling it's like oh like what's that you know
0: interesting i haven't heard that perspective before so what you're saying is that like how the information is coming through to you is really reliant upon your clients gifts, even more so, like how they receive messages versus your own. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that just came to me. Um, But it, it, that is, it's, it's true. Um, It's like somebody that gets is visual. The best way to talk to them is in pictures, right? Mm, Yeah. Um, Some person that feels, you know, the best way to talk to like you're, you're meeting them at the level because something I know is, I could tell somebody something that makes no sense to me at all. Like a crazy picture, let's say, or just like a sentence. And I'm like, I don't understand that. Um, The last client I had, I kept seeing flow like water, Um, flow like water flow. And I told her, I was like, I get, I'm getting all these visions of like just flowing like water, you know, just like being like water, flowing like water. And then she likes it. And I would like, I don't understand it. I've never told anybody that before. And then she like, oh, like, I think it was like, she's really into like Tai Chi and she's reading like one of the books about it and they're talking about flowing like water, right? And so whatever the client needs to hear, it's like, it's not coming from me. It's coming from their guides and they get the information exactly the way and all the time I'm like, I don't understand. Like me as a person, I do not understand. I'll like be say something to somebody and like at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, like, I hope this isn't like, and all Sudden, they're like, "Oh my god! Like, I totally get that, right? Like, oh thank you, you know." There's a lot of those moments at <laughs> the beginning, and still, sometimes I get that. Like, sometimes I'll say something like, "Way la field and I'm like, "What the heck, you know?" And like, I recently started. Uh, I do have like a messages from the guides, so I like I don't even get to talk to them. And I do find that readings where you get to like interact, um, you can go way deeper. Uh, but like the messages from the guys are popping in the records and just see what the guys have, and I just have to like trust that what I'm saying is that's what they need to hear.
0: Yeah, yeah. The first time that I, um, first time that I went in the records for someone else, it was in my, it was in my class, and um, I had gotten paired up with this girl, and uh, she, she's a tattoo artist, and um, and I went into her records, and I was like literally seeing her like. <laughs> in a library of sorts um like pulling down books and she had like this like doctor's uh, vest jacket thing on and i'm like you know my brain is wanting to be like anna what this is the library of the akashic records like the- <laughs> you know my, my brain was wanting to like really mess with me about it and and I was just like, whatever, I'm just going to tell her. And so I just like started sharing what I was seeing with her, that she was like looking for a solution. You know, she was like in this like medical field, like whatever the case may be. And um, finally, I was like, like, is this resonating at all? And she was like, oh, my gosh, I'm literally looking at medical school right now. Like, this is really where I want to go. And I mean, I would have, you know, it was just like <laughs> I thought I was just being a, you know, I, I, I didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I mean, this girl had like a shaved head covered in tattoos. Like I just, you know, I'm thinking like, she's going to think I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. but yeah, you I know, just fed.
1: You did the same thing for me, you know, and I like, and like, when you do read somebody that like has been breeding for a while, you're like, you know, the nerves are extra hard, you know? Cause like before I did sessions for people I like really looked up to that are in the spiritual community. And, you know, I could feel you and you're like, you were just talking, I could feel you a little bit nervous, you know, and then, but like everything you said was just like so magical, you know, and like, I really understood that. So like, I love that about how you read the records, you know?
0: Thank you, that's really sweet. Yeah, I was definitely very nervous to read your records. I was like, okay,
1: <laughs> just gonna do it, not
0: gonna think about it, just gonna go for it.
1: <laughs> you did phenomenally.
0: Yeah, And I can still,
1: even just talking to you right now, I get to like feel exactly what you told me. And uh, you took me on like a a journey and it was awesome.
0: Don't make me cry because I'm sensitive today. (laughs) You already made me cry. Let's talk about that. Um, Yeah. Well, Colin is definitely uh, an incredible reader as well. And even brought out my like super emotional side in the midst (laughs) of records. (laughs) What's, what is that like when, when you're able to like connect so deeply with people that they start crying on you? I mean, you start crying too, which is because you're so heart connected.
1: Um, Yeah. So I'm feeling like, so I set a very strong boundary when I go into the records. Number one, like I'm in full control of my body, but that like anything that happens in the session is not mine right? Like, it's not mine. Like, I really try to take the, the I out of the equation. And so like, I can feel like when like something's emotional, even if like, the client's trying to hold back, like I feel them trying to hold back, you know, and I get to feel like my favorite thing is even if the client doesn't realize it, sometimes I get to like, there's this shift. And if there was a part that I love the most, it's like the I that I love the most, it's like when I feel a shift. Now all my readings, some of them I don't feel that massive shift and it happens later, but like I just feel that like doop, you know, that little shift of energy and I'm like, oh, there it is, you know? And that just like, it just makes me so happy, like, because I know they're going to change. I know in that moment or like when somebody's allowed to cry or to feel emotion or like, you know, to feel their little kid within them and like, I'm going to get emotional now just talking about it. Like those moments where like somebody's getting to heal. It like really makes me happy. Like as a soul, I'm like, Oh, like, you know, they're headed more towards their highest path, whatever that is.
0: Yeah. I think that's awesome. I haven't, I haven't gotten, um, I don't think I'm, I've been reading for long enough to feel that shift in, in those that I read for, but, but I'm excited to, to feel that, because I I don't know. To like even be a part of that, like I know what it is to have a conversation with a friend who needs a friend, you know, or needs like a yep. listening ear. So to be a part of that in the midst of the records, because the records is nothing but love anyway. So I would probably, I mean, not probably, I would definitely be getting emotional with my person. There's, There's no way. Um, and, or walking away, just feeling so humbled and thankful that I even get to be a part of, of, of any kind of a shift, you know?
1: Yeah. Gratitude. That's the one that comes like, you I just say that. And just like, I am so like, people are like, Oh, I'm so thankful. I like, I'm thankful for people allowing me to go that deep with them. Cause you know, there is a point where like, you have to, you know, you just like hop hop on a you know, a call with this person. And I, I get this comment a lot where people are like, I was scared to get online with you, you know, like they're, they're, they could feel what's coming and they hmm. like go through that and they just like hop online and they just like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, and I, cause I'll ask people now, right? Like, Oh, like, or I even send it in my email. Like you might get nervous before. and like, that's okay. And the people that are getting nervous, it's generally are going to go deep within their stuff, and maybe stuff they haven't felt in a long time. And it just just brings me so much gratitude to get to, to be a part of that journey. You know, like with each person, it's just like it just fills my heart with love to be able to help anybody.
0: For sure, absolutely, it is. It is such a for me. It's always humbling to help anyone in any kind of capacity. Um, so, in regards to like your clients, do you see any kind of um, like what do they come to you for?
1: <laughs> so this is funny. What they come for and then what they get sometimes aren't the same, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sometimes they're just like, I just want to like an answer on this one thing and then like, you know, 20 minutes later we're like going deep. Um now I've had like all kinds of clients, you know. Um some kinds are curious. Uh some of my favorite clients are the ones who like are just starting out on their journey because like, you know, and I definitely get like um you know, as, a, from a soul perspective, there is, there's themes, you know, like, you know, oh, this client, you know, they're kind of at their beginning stage of their awakening. Like, they don't even know they have gifts or like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, all their your gifts. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know all my gifts. And then like, I remember one client and then like, tell her she's an empath. And I was like, what? No, she so like, she knows all her gifts. And I was like, okay, like, oh, like, and then I like told her, she's like, what? She's like I knew I could channel. I'm like no no like you are an empath and she starts crying. She's like oh like that's why I feel so many emotions, you know. Um and then you have the like the people that have been like on their path for a while and then you have the path that are like kind of in their dark phase, you know, and they got to like they're going deeper into their stuff, you know, and like giving spirit gives them tools to like help them. Um and every client's unique, you know, every Where every time I talk to somebody I'm like oh I'm just so wowed you know so many everybody has been through so much pain and hardship even if they don't think they have like I had a great childhood you know and then there's like and then you get in their records and you're like oh like there was this moment and they're like oh you know so there's definite themes to all the reading like groups of people but each individual reading is just so unique and special to me
0: yeah yeah for sure well Earth is the learning planet, right? We, we don't come here to, <laughs> to just hang out. <laughs> we're all here to to learn and learn. Um, so one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you about is I feel very much like as you were talking about you know, the folks who come to you who are kind of on the beginning of their journey. I feel mm-hmm. like you are such a teacher slash way shower slash like guide. Um, Have you always kind of been in this situation in your life? Or is this something that you've really stepped into the older that you've gotten in regards to like mentoring others on their spiritual path?
1: Um, What's funny, we're going to go back in time. So I was in, in Canada, we have this thing called air cadets Um, and you like do drill and stuff. And like, I always wanted to be a pilot and I would get so mad every summer. They'd send me to leadership camp and like, I wanted every other course, but the leadership camp. And I always got leadership camp. And I like, I look back and seeing that I'm like, Oh, like, I was being taught, like, (laughs) you know, like, hey, like, you know, this is a direction you're gonna pick. Um, I didn't really think of myself as like a teacher um, until recently. And I was like, Oh, like, I have a lot of tools that I can like, help people with, you know, so like, Throw and like obviously in the records i've gotten to see some future things so i definitely know in the future i'll be teaching more people and that that brings that makes me really happy you know just like there's so many people on the planet right now that are gifted and have no idea and they have no idea how to handle those gifts you know and like i'm getting i'm gonna get emotional just thinking about it you know like um just so much pain and like you know thinking that what they're experiencing isn't normal when it is and more people more and more people born on the planet are more and more gifted you know like my grandchildren like that generation is going to be wow yeah
0: yeah watching my nephews um watching my nephews especially the first one i haven't haven't gotten to know this second one just yet boo covid but um <laughs> but my first nephew like like i was just talking with you about you know he's he's very gifted and uh how that comes to fruition i don't know but but it definitely, the I think what's really exciting about the spiritual community is how much it's growing and how much it's like finding its way into mainstream. And that like yes. so many of the communities that I've like tapped into and become a part of, and I think even like podcast followings, you know, like this is the younger generations that are just like yes. really, really hungry and searching. Cause they're like, they're looking at organized religion being like, nah this is not this doesn't doesn't work for me you know um and then there's so many of them that are extremely talented and they're looking for like guidance in that so there's such a there's such a need for that you know um plus i mean look at the planet that they've been born on you know The, the problems like i remember in eighth grade uh what like 20 whatever years ago um, how old are you in eighth grade? I don't know, but a long time ago, but I remember thinking about like, <laughs> you're going to laugh, but I remember like thinking about like, oh gosh, cause there was whatever going on during that time. I can't remember, but thinking like, I hope I don't die a virgin. That's all. <laughs> I hope the world doesn't end before. <laughs> <laughs> but, but things were so chill then compared yep. to now, you know? Definitely. And to be a child born on this planet in these times, it's heavy, man. It's so heavy.
1: Yeah, it is heavy. Um, I just want to touch I would like to touch on one thing. Yeah. So there's more and more people waking up. And I just want like to tell everybody that everybody has is waking up has gifts, but you're using those gifts in your everyday life, even if you don't realize it. And like not everybody is meant they they might have meant to read cards for people, but they might meant to be like that, to be their full-time job, but to know that you're helping the collective, you know, you going to your day job, you know, you are helping the collective. Like I know that when I go to my mechanic job, that I am changing the energy of that space every day I go there, you know? So just like, I know there's a lot of spiritual people right now. They just want to like quit their job and just like, run and then they're, you know, they'll be broke. And like, it's not happening fast enough. And then they put this pressure on themselves and because they're doing that, they're not good. So like, just let everybody breathe, right? And know that you're like, right now you're exactly where you're meant to be, you know? And you are changing the world where you're at, you know? You being you is the magic, you know? You being who you are in your workplace, with your family, um, you are helping the world
0: yeah absolutely especially when you're coming at it from a place of love it's that love man
1: (laughs) the love is man the love in the heart you know like i teach people um a lot you know just getting into their heart you know i have a cool little meditation to get people into their heart and like a lot of people haven't been there in a while you know and like um the heart's a compass man the the heart like when i think of like all the chakras um you know the root is very underrated the heart is underrated. you know everybody wants the third eye you know like i want to see all the visions i want all the stuff right and you know bring it to the heart you know because that's that like that's like your soul's in your whole body but i find the heart is like the best way to connect to your soul you know like in my experience it's the best way
0: You know. And, and how do you recommend people connect to their heart? What's something kind of anyone?
1: Ready for this? This is super easy. Touch your heart. You know, like literally, like right now, I'm just touching my heart. Um, and that allows you to like bring your awareness down into your chest, you know. And like I, I can do it really easily because um, I practiced a lot. But, you know, just touching your heart, you know, like how am I feeling? You know, what's going on in my heart? You know, just like those three simple things will change your life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know that I've like really started trying to work on my heart um, the last, I don't know, probably three weeks intentionally, like very intentionally. And I remember one morning, like in the midst of uh, my morning time, I put my hand on my heart and it was, it hurt so much. Like it, like Mm. physically, I could like, just, it felt really tender and sore and like, just sad. It was, it was (laughs) painful. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure I was going through some things that morning, but still it just blew me away to like, to feel that with my hand.
1: Now I'd like to say right there, I can feel you. I'm really proud of you. You stayed in your heart. I'm proud of you. Cause a lot of times, you know, you start to feel those things and everybody's like zip right back to their brain or right out of their body, you know? Um, but like, they don't want to be in that pain, but like there's healing that needs to be done. But once you do a lot of that healing, it's much easier to live in your heart, you know? So I'm, I'm really proud of you um, for doing that. That makes Thank me you. really happy. Thank you, Colin.
0: This is why I love Colin because he's so encouraging always. <laughs> um so okay so in that what i'd love to know is um i think what would be helpful for people to know is like that process so when you feel pain when you feel rejection or you feel sadness or you feel whatever the case may be then the best thing to do is to just like really go into it correct and like breathe into it and just kind of like absorb it into the rest of your body is that kind of uh, a good yeah. exercise to do
1: yeah definitely like so two things number one empaths remember like sometimes the emotions you're feeling aren't yours but number two is yeah like once you're feeling it you know like especially if there's nobody around you know and like something like it's to feel those emotions and to like to know in that moment you could feel like dying you know like truly like it feels like you're gonna die and to know that it's not going to last, right? Um, to know that in that moment, it just like feel, especially when you're in a safe, And like, if you're not in a safe place, I just want to like put a little disclaimer out there. If you're not in a safe place, you know, like not the time to like, you know, go into your heart, you know, like get, become safe. And then when you're in a safe place, like, yeah, like feel those emotions. Like um, on my journey, like I spent <laughs> hours you know, crying, not knowing why, like on my floor, being like, why am I feeling this? And then like the bliss that come after. And it's that process. Cause like you have a whole lifetime of trauma in your heart and in your body, you know? So all, anybody that's listening to your podcast, you know, that's soul driven is definitely, you know, going into their, into their stuff. So like feeling it, breathing helps like, you know, a lot of breath. And just feeling it, you know, and like it will pass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. Like since I've started working on my heart, like breathing has even gotten easier. You know, when yeah. I am breathing, it's like I don't feel that like you know, when you inhale and you like don't have much air to inhale, it's like Yeah. Your yoga t counting to eight and you're like, I can't get past two. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> um but the more that I've really been working on my heart like I can feel it now like expanding across my chest and like feels good
1: yeah I've had some cool experiences going into the heart that's for sure you know like there's a you get this is just a happy uh I like um my group had a thing here in Canada and I uh, came back from that retreat and I felt like a literal care bear like, it felt like there was love shooting out of my heart for three days. And, like, I did not know what to do with it. And just, like, anybody I talked to just, like, you know, that's, like, one of the great experiences of, like, when you get in the heart. When you, like, open up that heart chakra, you know, like, and you get to feel deep. You you feel deeper, you know. You know yourself better. Um, yeah, it's, it's really amazing.
0: Care bear. I love the way you describe that because it's so perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I could like see that as you were speaking about it, I had yeah. totally forgotten about the Care Bears and their hearts coming out.
1: Yeah. And they did, right. Oh, that's so perfect. Had, it's so perfect. <laughs> the younger generation is probably going to have this, listen to this podcast, probably going to have to go Google Care Bears.
0: <laughs> yes. Go, go Google them anyway. Um, So in regards to the way that you work with people, I know that like you do Akashic record readings, you do some healing sessions as well. Yes. Um, Are are those like your two main components and ways that you work with folks?
1: Yeah. So um, both can be done in person or at a distance, uh, but those are like my two main methods. And within those methods, um, like, you know, I've been blessed, spirits taught me to help people do soul retrievals and things like that but i don't want to like advertise certain things because somebody's going to come to me and they're going to be like i want this and in my experience you got to let it unfold naturally so like you come for an energy healing session like i don't know what's going to happen sometimes you know um spirits guided me to do all kinds of stuff uh same with the acoustic records you know and they both have like a different um And it's all encompassing within those, you know, two sessions.
0: So with the energy healing, are you doing Reiki or are you doing just kind of whatever it is that spirit guides you to do?
1: So I was, I was trained in Reiki um, and sometimes I'll use Reiki, you know, but what I really learned from Reiki was feeling energy, you know, um, part of my process of, uh, you know, an energy healing session is I actually guide people through a guided meditation, What's interesting is, is that guided meditation is as much for them as it is for me. I get to see, you know, in my mind, um, you know, I could feel like stuck things, maybe a chakra's not going fast enough, you know, like spinning at the right speed is how I feel it. Um, I use breath a lot, right, clearing, moving, clearing energy, because that's, you know, it doesn't matter what you call it, any modality is moving energy. That's what that's what's happening, you know, and sometimes it's at the soul level, sometimes at the physical level, sometimes it's in, you know, um, the universe level, but it's all just moving energy. So, you know, sometimes I hit a singing bowl. Um, I have crystals that I use a lot of the time, you know, I'll put crystals on people, you know, it's like, I really try to be soul driven, right? Like, what's my soul telling me to do in this moment and just trusting that and, you know, going with the flow of that session.
0: I love that. I've worked with you. So I, I know the power of, of your flow. (laughs) (laughs) I think we did like two different things. Um, I think we, yeah, we worked on my inner child for sure. And then the heart as well. Cause of course I'm, I'm so much up in my head. Um, but yeah, learning to get down into my heart and, and healing that is, is such a priority of mine. Um, so one last question before we jump into the lightning round, um, I'm really curious to know, like how you stay energetically clean.
1: Oh, that is a great question. Um, I do a lot. (laughs) Um, so like my go-to, like I take, like, I take a lot of salt baths, Epsom salts baths, um, float tanking. Um actually I'm going to rewind that. Meditation is the number one thing that like makes my aura stronger. Hmm. And when my aura is stronger, it's like less stuff can get through and less stuff can stick to me. So that's like number one thing. Um but like salt baths, sage, um you know, uh lately it's been a a, a rose spray. Sorry. Rose spray. I, man, I just spray rose spray on me. Oh, it feels so good. Like, it's just like, ooh, you know, like, um, nature, you know, na- nature has been, a you know, just a couple minutes touching a tree and you feel so good. Um, those would be like what I would say my main methods. And then I, the one more method is, is like, even me, like where I'm at in life, I still go see a healer, you know, like, yes, yes. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, like, you can still, you know, there's, there's parts that you can't see. So like, I, I you know, I go to a, an energy healer um, regularly, and sometimes different ones, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to book this appointment, I just booked the appointment, you know, sometimes it's a reading. So, right. Um, so those would be the, the things that I say I use to clear my energy and keep my energy um, as clear as possible
0: yeah no i love that you brought up like the fact that you go to an energy healer too because i feel that it's so important for people who are doing energy work of any kind any kind of readings holding that kind of space for people like they've got to go to they've got to get like you know things integrated or rebalanced or whatever the case may be um i know i feel like you and i have talked about this before but you know God really set us up in this life so that we need each other. So while we can help everyone else, like we need help for ourselves, you know, we we can do things, but, but having that extra help, I think it's just really huge. So I love that you brought that up because that's definite.
1: Massive. And if you are doing healings and you don't know, like find somebody, you know, um, and you might have to feel it out. You might have to try Cause like, I never want anybody to go to another healer and then like, leave not feeling good or leave like they um like a lot of gifted people I I see they're like oh I went to this healer and like I just felt like I like they got a healing right it's like no like find somebody that you feel better once you see them and Mm -hmm. then go to see them regularly
0: yeah absolutely whenever it's I mean whenever it's come to me like when I wanted an acupuncturist or whatever the case may be I put that out into the universe and then it The right person ends up being introduced to me you know or like put in my path and like and it's aligned and that's (laughs) that's the way it works because there are there's you know there's different there's different folks for different people and and there's you know we're not all for everybody that's Um, true and so being able to find someone that you can really connect with i think is extremely important um so allowing yourself to like Ease your way into that instead of just like rushing out and booking something, you might kind of walk away not as, you know, not as, um, not as pleased with your, <laughs> with the session or whatever the case may be. Um, just taking time, I think, to find someone good is, is important.
1: Look at you trusting your intuition and oh. your faith in <laughs> things flowing to you.
0: Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, we, there's, there's all kinds of different kinds of trust, you know, but when it comes to your own energy, like we need to be really, we need to be really protective of that. That's something we need to take seriously. And we don't need to just let anyone into our spiritual field, you know, especially someone who's going to be like touching into our soul. Like we, we need to, to be prudent about, about choosing that person. So I think it's huge
1: listen to how your body's feeling you know um on that note because like our mind can tell well this is the listen to your this is where it's happening to your heart listen to what your body says you know like maybe you have a resistance you know but like that's that's where i get what you're talking about the intuition for that level i get it in my body and in my heart
0: yeah yeah
1: i i put it out to the universe and then it comes
0: (laughs) look
1: at the magic flowing in your life (laughs)
0: All right. Are you ready for the lightning round? Let's
1: go. I'm ready. You
0: you listen to my podcast, so they won't be as big of a surprise for you. Okay. Number one, Uh, what is the one habit that you can't live without?
1: Salt baths. I was crazy. I wanted to say meditation, salt baths. I can't live without salt baths.
0: So I don't usually ask questions and stuff during this, but I have to know, do you, do you put anything special in your salt baths? Like do you use Epsom salt or Himalayan salt or like, what do you put I have in your a, baths?
1: So I, I buy Epsom salts by the, like a big, huge 55 pound bag at a time. And, um, if I really need like a little extra, like cleaning a little, uh, like two drops of pure rose oil, like essential oil. And, uh, whew, that just makes me feel so good.
0: <laughs> have you, do you know about putting rose oil on your heart chakra?
1: I mean, I spray it on it all the time.
0: You should put the oil on your heart chakra. Seriously, it's it's epic. I'll, it feels really nice. I'll
1: try right after this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you'll have to let me know. Um, number two, what does spirituality mean for you?
1: Spirituality means to me is finding your way back to God, to source, to the universe, however you want to describe it. That That's spirituality to me.
0: I love that. What is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose?
1: Let purpose find you, you know, breathe. You know, we have a long life here. Like let the stress go, you know, so many people like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Like I've read a lot of people's records and I'm telling you like, some people's purpose right now is just to be where they're at and like, just to love people where they're at, you know, and experience the things they're experiencing, you know, everybody wants their like soul's purpose. But like, if you research, um, I'm going to go real 3d here, but like billionaires, you know, like how many of them didn't find their thing until like they were 45, you know, like um, Gary Vee, you know, like he grinded and like now he's be successful, you know, he didn't have his thing you know, until later in life. Um, So the people like looking for their purpose, like make your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, make your purpose learning about yourself.
0: That's great advice. Really, really good advice. And I just have to say too, that I love reading stories of successful people um, because I feel like you said the majority of it happens later in life. We think it's going to happen so young, but it doesn't. It just doesn't for the majority of us.
1: And people fail. Like maybe at one point in your life, like um, I did a course one time and I didn't know what my purpose was at this point, you know? So I put put my purpose down was just like, I just like, I want to be healthy, you know? And like, that's some people's purpose at that time. Like it will come to you. You will find throughout your life what your purpose is, you know, or just try stuff. You know, like, maybe that's like, go try it. Like worst worst case scenario, like it doesn't work.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Failure is trying. That's it. That's really it. (laughs) Yeah, man.
1: I've tried a lot of stuff, you know?
0: You and me both. All right. Last question. Where can people connect with you online?
1: Um, honestly, the best place would be just a, my website and then to email me um astralhealing.ca because I'm Canadian. Um the other place would be YouTube. Um I'm probably not near the top, and I only have a couple videos, but more and more are coming all the time. Uh, and that is Astral Healing. Um you can also find me on Instagram, Colin Astral, right now. You know, like you got to interview me like at the I'd say like the beginning of my business journey, like really making the business side of things grow. So you get to see who I really am, you know, some snowboarding pictures and stuff.
0: Awesome mountain photos. <laughs> yeah. With all of the amazing souls in your photos. I love that you call like everyone like an amazing soul. <laughs> yeah.
1: Ever, you know, I truly believe uh, like I truly, some this is something that's hard for people to see, but like, I truly see people's souls and like where they're at and I can always see the good in them. Um, and that's got me hurt a couple of times. So I had to like, you know, kind of pull back from, uh, but I get to see people as their soul, you know, and everybody has a beautiful soul. You know, it's just like how much, how much trauma is covering up that soul, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Colin, it has been such a pleasure. I could talk to you for days where we need to have you back <laughs> for sure. Um, Anytime. Our like, prep work getting getting started before we were recording was amazing (laughs) maybe we'll have to include that we meditated colin put on like a dancing song
1: (laughs) yeah i gotta get the vibes up
0: (laughs) awesome all right folks that wraps up today's episode and now i'm curious to hear what did you learn today Click the link in our show notes to leave a comment on today's post or find us on social media at Soul Podcast. I would love to hear from you always. And if you were inspired by today's message, share this episode and leave a review on iTunes. Be sure to sign up for the email list. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.